0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network hello and welcome to the road end podcast where each week we will speak to a new guest get to know them and talk all things liverpool
1: hi everyone i'm delighted to say today i'm joined by rupert Vyas. rupert is a hair game two ambassador and she's a huge lfc fan as well as an ambassador for the club thanks for joining us today how are you yeah good how are you no one ever asked me that. <laughs> yeah, all good. Uh, all good. I'm waiting for this window to shut just so it stops, uh, so people stop going on, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I hate transfer windows, it's the bane of my life.
1: Midfield crisis, apparently, but, you know. <laughs> so tell us a bit about yourself then. You're involved with football. What have you done over the past few years that's um, got you to where you are today?
0: Um, So... Yeah, I've always, I've been into football since I was a kid, played it in school, preferred watching it, to be honest. I was probably better at watching it than playing. um, Position? Midfield. I thought I was like female Steven Gerrard. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, not quite. Um, didn't quite make it you know because my knees stuff like that um, I actually did dislocate my knees though it's not one of those excuses I was gonna say um,
1: the amount of people I say the knees <laughs> yeah
0: I know Um, and then yeah so when I before I was in uni I got into blogging for a fan site and just went from there really I've been doing stuff like that since then I've got into like podcasts I started going on things like Redman TV I was just really good at like telling people about what I do especially while I was at uni every night out it's like oh yeah I write for this blog and -hmm. like that's just how it blew up and i just like talking about football really and then yeah i've done radio since i've done bbc news and now i'm here on rodent pod so i've made it
1: smashed it (laughs) (laughs) i've seen you on a couple of little clips on certain shows um Mm -hmm. i can't remember the names particularly but i've seen i I listened to you on the asian network that was brilliant I think it, oh, I can't Man remember City what he fan. was arguing about. Yeah, it Man was City. a Man City fan. Oh yeah,
0: that was like that was my debut and it was the highlight so far. That was your debut? Was on- yeah, yeah.
1: You absolutely made a show of him on your debut. <laughs> <laughs> I felt sorry for him.
0: Yeah, I know. I felt a bit bad after I was on with a United fan. And I kind of like eased uh, into that one. I didn't go as hard on that one.
1: No, was it just your debut? You wanted to make a.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I had more to go with. Now, at the moment, with Liverpool's performance, I don't really have a leg to stand on. No, I can't really. I can't really say what I said back then.
1: No, true. That is true. As well as that, so you've been on the the Asian Network. I listened to that. Uh, what was the one you was talking about? Um, the signs, the signs, the bringing that was, signs. Yeah, in.
0: no ratings podcast with Rambo. Yes, I said that we need to ban people from bringing in signs asking for shirts at a football match.
1: So my first, <laughs> I'm going to go in here. My lad's first game, I took him. The only way I could get him there was to do something mm. that get him involved. So okay. the idea of it was, let's see what we can come up with. What will he enjoy? Or what will make him want to stick around? Because, you know, kids are like, they don't keep still. Mm. Um, a sign.
0: <laughs> get him a fidget spinner. Get right? him something else. He's got every
1: fidget in the world. Everything that a kid could want. And mm-hmm. I said, right, what we'll do, because we were on like row two. Lower Annie Road yeah. So we'll do a sign And he loves Like adores Alison So we'll just see what happens We'll take it with us And he got the shirt <laughs> oh. Okay so, yeah see so, so part of
0: me is jealous Yeah Because I can't do that anymore
1: It'd be a bit weird um,
0: yeah, Well I've tried <laughs> I tried with Nika Williams I had a sign on my phone Yeah I just I put it on my phone Like can I have a shirt And he just like looked over And didn't come over So well, you know it, When he got
1: it The agreement after it was That won't happen again So mm. <laughs> We're not taking any more You've got your shirt, yeah. but as I love Harvey, yeah, but mate, no,
0: no, <laughs> just go around
1: the whole team. Yeah. You've been, you've been, you've got a shirt, count yourself lucky. So, yeah, yeah but, I you, but most, you were
0: doing it for him. A lot yeah. of the times, there are parents. I mean, I would probably have done the same. If I had a kid, use my kids to get Van Dyke's shirt. It's and the weather. only way he's not going to give it to me. Well, yeah, he's not going to give it to me, is he? So, that's yeah, true. but I think it's the it's the idea behind it. Like I get you had like a genuine reason, but people go and that's the only reason.
1: Yeah.
0: And obviously like the parents just want to like flog it for some money.
1: The likes of the training grounds I live I live literally a road away from the training grounds. Mm-hmm. Um and they've got signs up now on the training ground to say the players and coaches can't stop because people are just running in front of it. You've got fellas and women with shirts getting them signed and then they're on eBay. I understand it, to be honest with you, but...
0: Yeah, I got given a gift. It was my favourite player at the time and I don't even want to say his name on here. Go on. <laughs> but it says, like, two Ruper as well, so I can't give it to anyone. It's curious. Um. <sighs> Yeah, it was before all that. It was, it was <laughs> when everyone was like, oh, he's, you know, he's our number one, blah, blah, blah. And I backed him. I backed him from the beginning. He yeah. was doing well at the time. He was. He was. And yeah. I got gifted that shirt. I got it framed. It is still in the wrapping. I haven't even taken it out since it got framed. I don't even want to touch it, but I can't get rid of it.
1: If like, you touch it, you might drop it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I kind of want to like make use of the frame because it's a waste of a frame. So I need Virgil to, you know, give me a shirt or sign it and send it my way. And then I have
1: seen you um plugging a little bit with Virgil on Twitter. I'm not going to lie.
0: <laughs> I've stopped lately. I've given up. So if I'll you listen to Virg... the World Cup's
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, let's get into the hair game too. One of my main reasons to get you on was to get a little bit more understanding about that because everything about it. What it stands for sounds to me that it's about making sure women in particular or young girls feel comfortable in a football ground or in a football environment. So tell us a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah, so we started last May. Um, there's about twelve girls who've got together, well, ladies got together and you know started this campaign because sadly there is a need for it. Um sexism is not like widely spoken of like compared to other forms of discrimination. So um in the footballing world whether it's like in the stands on the pitch like it still exists so yeah they got together um it's taken the world by storm to be honest like it's kicked off massively and it's just under two years old now and there's been so much done um there's ambassadors for most clubs from like non-league all the way up to premier league um
1: but i suppose level doesn't matter does it the the message is exactly the
0: message is the exact same it's more just obviously what happens so with we've got a few premier league clubs done like dedicated match days and stuff but that's it whereas mm. obviously the lower league teams they do so much to promote the campaign at the end of the day it's all about awareness and just talking about it so um you know with liverpool we haven't got an official partnership but there is stuff going on behind the scenes um which most people probably aren't aware of i speak to them regularly they take my feedback on board anything i see like on social media or something comes directly to me, I take it straight to them. And yeah, like they're really keen on putting the message out there, but it's just about how to do it. Yeah, It's quite difficult. And especially for a Premier League team, you know, of our size, they've got to think about the fan base, not just the one in the stadium, like around the world. How are they going to spread the message without it being like fake or like just like a PR stint? So it's quite difficult.
1: That does happen a lot, doesn't it? Some of the stuff they do release looks like it's more just... Just for doing it than actually meaning it, yeah, so
0: exactly. Um, they after it the
1: nail on the head with this, don't they? Because it's it's such a big thing at the minute.
0: Yeah, um, they are doing things to address sexism. It's more just about working towards like educating people. So even like within the club, staff need educating, and then you'll move on to like stewards, and we'll start addressing it. It's yeah. more because people don't know how to address it. I mean, if you see someone being sexist would you necessarily call them out? Whereas, like, when someone's being racist, you know when to call them out? Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, with sexism, it feels like there's a blurred line. Certain things are brushed off as banter
1: most yeah, of the time. Yeah, I was just thinking that because that's that's a big word nowadays, isn't it, banter? Yeah. There's, Everything's people banter. People just seem to think it's banter for everything, and, you know, yeah. I completely understand whether it's racism, whether it's sexism, regardless of what it is. There's yeah. a line that you shouldn't even be near, never mind cross.
0: Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing with sexism, like... It's still very much a male area. It's a male-dominated game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're promoting like women's football and stuff, but also before women's football was as big as it is now. I mean, it was bigger than men's football before the ban back in I don't know when it was now. Um, but yeah, like you know, I grew up watching men's football, so I'm gonna. So I don't. I didn't watch women's football. I didn't have exposure to it. Yeah probably didn't exist as much as it does now. Yeah. It's just providing that support and just making sure women know that it's a safe space. They have someone that they can speak to about it and, you know, their concerns will be addressed.
1: Okay. So in terms of the role itself, obviously you you mentioned you've got an ambassador at a club. Is this a case of if someone if this does happen to someone unfortunately in the ground, they then reach out, or do they go to someone in the club and they point them in that direction?
0: Um. Yeah, so they can come to an ambassador, they can report through the Her Game 2 website, it's whatever they want to do. It depends if they want to be anonymous about yeah. it or not. If it's anonymous, they'll still be raised with the club, but if they want it to be dealt with and they want to know the outcome, then obviously they need to tell us who they are. And um, that's, that's
1: the message, isn't it? Because yeah. I think what people tend to think is nowadays that they can't be, let's say, inverted brackets, a grass. That's not Mm -hmm. what you want, is it? It's you you want a solution. You don't want. It's not about snitching. It's about sorting the issue.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think with football, the culture is. I mean, I've experienced it myself with my own mates. Like, this thing's said, and even if people know that it's wrong, no one says anything. And that's what we're trying to encourage. Like, if people, we've got a lot of guys who support the message that we're trying to spread, and I think that's the most important thing as well. Just it it applies to everyone. It's yeah. not just for women. So anyone can get involved. We've got we've got guys on board as well, like as advocates and stuff. So that's, that's yeah, it's I just about working together. To
1: yeah, it does yeah. need to happen because, I mean, if you see a, a woman, lady, girl side of things in terms of the hair game, then if you don't include men in that, then how are you ever going to sort of yeah, spread exactly. that
0: to men? I think it's the best way to spread the message as well. Like, you know, guys will tell their mates, um, yeah. you know, don't say that, it's wrong. Just yeah. little things like that. It'll start from that.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think that's what we're trying to spread. Like, um, eventually, you know, we will we don't have like official training, but it's more just about educating everyone. So we will educate like stewards. The the clubs are very open. Most of them are open to, you know, incorporating it into what they're doing already. I know the Premier League have got their new anti-discrimination campaign. Yeah. It's more just about highlighting that sexism does come under that because a lot of people Just think, oh, discrimination, that's racism or homophobia or transphobia. That's that's it. But sexism is a huge part of that.
1: Yeah. And even more so, I mean, I say even more so, but it shouldn't be the case. But Mm. the way I would say women's football has exploded since the Euros, is it's been unbelievable. Like, I'll be honest with you, never really watched it never really watch women's football and what I call football now, I wouldn't even call it women's football.
0: I think having the Euros, you know, on primetime television, it was accessible to everyone. It was on like BBC, ITV. Everyone could watch it and then they could see that it is possible. I recently went to a local um, girls team, biggest club in Wales. They've got about 200 girls playing for them. them, Some of them are quite young, so they're not into watching football, just playing, but a lot of them watch and they would, just so inspired but like I know it was England and with Welsh yeah. but just seeing it because you know when you see it you can be it like I that's why I called myself the female Stephen Gerrard because I didn't have a female player to look up to yeah What's and the, it's um... hard that like, I used to be that girl playing with the boys and it shouldn't have been that way
1: no. Now, if I go back for, what, 10, 15 years when I'm a teenager, I'm I'm looking back now and I'm thinking there was one girl, maybe primary to up until seniors, that played football and she even stopped when she got to like 14 and she had to be a girl. I think
0: that's the age that girls stop. So there's one team that I'm working with and they've got girls from like 11 to 13 and that's quite a sensitive age. You know, girls are developing growing up and that is the age that they drop out. But Mm -hmm. one of the main reasons they drop out is because... They' worried about what the boys are saying, and yeah. you know the boys are not being supportive and things like that, so when we partnered up with them, it was amazing to see the first team the men's first team who most of them I went to school with, and I never mm-hmm. thought they'd be on board with this, so like giving me ideas to like promote it as well. I thought I was just partnering with you know the eleven to thirteens but yeah. They want to get on board, and that's great. I think that's what we need to see happening.
1: I can't imagine going back my teenage years and a lad or a boy being with a girl who plays football just because of how, how things used to be. But I think yeah. changing that now, it's totally different. Now, I can't think of anything better than going in my garden and having a 50-50 with someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: no, yeah, exactly.
1: It doesn't matter who I you mean, are or what you it's are. It's good it?
0: that it's changed like that. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't matter at all. Like, everyone can enjoy it. I don't know what I'd be doing on a weekend if I didn't like football, genuinely. No, it baffles same. me when I meet, like, even, like, other girls. and like, what do you do on a weekends if you don't like football? Like. If you don't have any sports right, in your life, know. I genuinely don't know what I do. Like, well, no, but what do I talk about? No, that's my know. icebreaker. Like, football's my icebreaker. That's how I make friends.
1: Mine's the same. When I meet new people or if I meet people at work and they don't like football, I'm a bit like, oh, what do I even say? What do I talk about? <laughs> yeah, you talk about the
0: weather or <laughs> yeah,
1: something. <laughs> it's a bit awkward. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I suppose. But, I, but I, like, well, I like the message that's coming out from this. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it's important that people do look into it and understand it because, you know, yeah. It's only going to get bigger. It's only going to get better. The more exposure, the more money. I, I think yeah. women's football is only going to get better and better, and especially with I the, seen the likes of the equal pay and things like that. That's mm-hmm. always going to come into conversation. But again, the more people watch it, yeah, I suppose that's, that's it how from. it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, people are saying that they're not on the same level as like the male players, but it's because the male game... like the men's football is on every channel like yeah. and people pay to watch it whereas this even if it's on a free channel like sometimes it's on like red button or something yeah. it's not accessible to everyone no. or maybe it's not on tv and you have to subscribe online and things like that like people just won't do it no. if it's there right in front of you why would you say no
1: completely agree again um as much as we'll talk about live Pill, which is Pretty much the be all and end all of this. It's important to know the. Other, it's important to know the other side of things about people yeah. and what they're doing and why they're doing it. In terms of Liverpool, talk to me about last night's result against Newcastle.
0: So I actually missed most of the first half because I was out, it was my dad's birthday lucky you um <laughs> yeah i mean he got a nice present in the end so i'm going i'm kind of glad i missed it i was in the car home my brother supports united so i was just very quiet i was talking about other results and stuff and i just didn't mention it mm. and when we came home like after he got out of car and he realized he's oh put the game on i really didn't want to watch like genuinely i was like i can't watch this we did and like obviously that. you know we got the equalizer and stuff great I just I couldn't see a goal coming at all. No. And Newcastle time wasting. It, oh, it's infuriating. Like it's bad enough watching Liverpool play like this. And then you've got that to deal with.
1: I just think well, the backlash God of it. For Carvalho. Yeah, well yeah. thank of Carvalho. I, I agrees. Yeah. But I think the backlash of I'm seeing two sides of the story. So I'm seeing that obviously the Um, time-wasting. But then I'm seeing people say that that minute shouldn't have been being existent in that match. But if you look over the 90 minutes or 98, whatever it was, I'd even say that more of that should have been played. It was that slow. It it wasn't a football match. But I totally understand why Newcastle done it. You know, if you come to Anfield and you open yourselves up, what do people expect?
0: I mean, with that as well, I think it's the inconsistency. So if we've seen it in other games and you don't see that extra time added on, yeah and then so people are saying as well like oh the time wasting was included in the added time but the time wasting came during the added time yeah. so that that needs to be added and also like like if someone scores for example and they massive celebration and you add on like a minute yeah and we've had it we've had situations where the whistle's gone when we're on the attack and it's not even tight.
1: I'm thinking, you know, it's going to go for you one week, it's not going to go for you the next week. Last week, yeah, Rashford think, was offside, in my opinion, they give it. Yeah. This week, we got the extra, you know, we got the little rub of the green, which mm-hmm. was nice <laughs> and which we needed. Yeah,
0: I think that's the issue with our league though. Like, there's a lot of inconsistencies with yeah. things like this. Yeah. Like, obviously, yeah, we have VAR, but even VAR is inconsistent. But, sometimes they're going to look at things and then question it and then sometimes they're they'll give it and then they won't and it's just that like the rules are there but then they can still be interpreted differently so like yeah. surely the rules need to be looked at so it's like there's a right or wrong and that's it
1: I just think because they keep changing them people can just can't yeah. keep up now I don't know whether that's a lack of training I don't know whether that's just a lack of indecisive like people don't want to make that decision but it needs sorting out because again it's going to be a week when we're one all and we end up getting yeah. B2-1 you know it it can happen but yeah, the... but do
0: they think that decisions like that and, like, having the inconsistencies just makes people talk about it and look at it more?
1: Possibly. Like, are they getting
0: more exposure then? I don't yeah, know. Possibly. Maybe that's what... It... I don't know if they need that. But it's... people are saying, like, I've seen theories like that. Like, oh, they just want everyone, like, talking about it. But, like, everyone's talking about it. The next day, everyone's going to talk about it regardless. Yeah. So... I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to keep us on our toes. You know, you just don't know what you're going to get. Basically.
1: Well, at the stat what's come out in terms of, and I know you don't like talking about stats. I don't, no, I'm not a massive no. fan of stats. <laughs> but when I've seen something recently with, I think it was Brentford and Fulham, the ball was in the, in the game for 45 minutes over the 90 because of right. time wasting, because of slowing it down, because of fouls, all yeah. this and that. Then, you know, surely they've got to do something about it because, you know, the game's getting more expensive every week. No one wants Mm -hmm. to be paying 70, 80 quid seeing a half a football. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, something they've got to look at, isn't it? It's
0: just how do they address it, though? Like, do they do what they did here and add on that time on top of the added time? Yeah. But people need to know that that's going to happen. I mean, the players need to know that because then they'll stop doing it. Yeah. But then, or is this just added time? But the added time is there will be a minimum of. Yeah, doesn't say that. Or whatever there's... it is, so it, it says a minimum because obviously it depends on what happens during that time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, exactly. I don't know. Because maybe people just don't right. know the
0: rules. Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe we need to get better <laughs> at them. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so being from South Wales, Cefnili, don't mm-hmm. want to pinpoint you too much. Um, what's the connection with Liverpool? How did it come both?
0: Um, my dad. So well, he's from well he's not from here but he's lived in carphilling most of his life um but yeah he supports liverpool um, oh, that's okay. i think he started watching them back when we were amazing in like 70s 80s um and yeah we've got family up in liverpool so oh, on okay. my dad's side so yeah that's how it came about i followed in his footsteps whereas my brother did the opposite how did that come about i he just went with my uncle so my uncle and him mm united and now my cousins and then what, me was my dad that when they Liverpool. were good yeah. so obviously glory, it wasn't it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was when
0: i was suffering as a child and they were loving life and then the last few years it's been you know the other way around yeah and now this season i'm a bit worried <laughs> i've been uh gloating a bit too much and you know because social media is about and stuff, so everyone yeah. can go back and find out what you said and things like that so but the best thing I'm about gloating
1: about it is We've actually had that time to actually gloat yeah. because we never, exactly. and now we have. Yeah. So uh, that's that's the thing about the um, when you look at the team now and you you criticise, well, not criticise them, but you, you just expect more. I know yeah. that there's a couple of players in there that have been there for years on end. That Jürgen Klopp way of playing will have an effect on you sometime, which is why it's so yeah, frustrating absolutely. they're not investing as much as we want them to. Maybe in the yeah. sport. It is what it box. is. We're I mean, still challenging. That's
0: the thing. We've been so lucky the last few yeah. seasons. Like When I talk about it and like look back I'm like okay yeah we've been really lucky but then in the heat of the moment and when you watch them and it's just so frustrating because it's not like what well, we've been watching the last few no, seasons we've been spoiled though that's we the have. thing that's like, it yeah like, that's the we've message been so I get from, to watch
1: that that's how I feel about man United this yeah. whole glazer Norwich scarfs thing um <laughs> the reason that annoys me so much is because I feel sort of like spoil kids um mm. you know I know they're taking money out of the club. I I completely understand the frustration with that side of things. They're also putting big money into it. Um, Massive spending every year. Um, Mm -hmm. And it frustrates me. Yeah, at least they actually
0: spend. I'd like us to go out and buy someone
1: for this much. But again, I'd like us to be a business (laughs) as well as it Because, you know, they're millions and pounds of debt. We're not. We still need to get off the edge of our seat.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes it's a bit frustrating. I mean, it has paid off in the past where we've waited. Mm-hmm. for the right players it's just when you see everyone else like strengthen. I mean Man City they take Haaland off and then they bring De Bruyne around like, like
1: it's just that? not
0: fair like that the, that team is just a fluke. I know it's oil money and stuff but I just want to be close to that level
1: same same like, and the demands on the players legs and mentally yeah. is, they must think the same they must mm-hmm. think there's just surely got to be some of them who think you know what if we just had a little bit more money and we got a few more players and <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have to run as much
0: <laughs> yeah probably
1: so, expectations, first, second, third, What, this fourth? season?
0: Yeah. Just first or second? So, I said this. I did a podcast before the season started, and I had a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. And I said third at a push. And now mm. I think that I'm right. I genuinely feel like I'm right. I mean, Arsenal look like they're going to be in a title race with yeah. City. yeah. Like, they look so much stronger now. And I don't think we're anywhere... I mean, I know it's the start of the season. Not getting off to the greatest start is not going to help us. We need that no. momentum. And we're going to have a gap in the winter. You know, players are going to go to the World Cup and they're going to be out for a while or whatever. Hopefully no injuries. I said third a push. Then the following week, I changed my mind because I went to the Community Shield. <laughs> and I saw us beat City and I was like, oh my God, like, this is it. We're going to do it again. Yeah. And then I saw the the actual Liverpool come out to play. Like, I thought, yes, after the 9-0, I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't want to think it was a fluke, but then, yes, they realised that that was just a fluke. We're not going to see anything like that again. No,
1: they one of them games us, but, that happen yeah. every so often. Um, but I we felt need to like...
0: be doing that. I mean, City yeah, at a team yeah. 6-0. Agreed. Like, it's nothing. Haaland, first half hat-trick. And That's then we're there just it? scraping a win against Newcastle. Them,
1: them numbers he's pulling out already is terrifying. Um,
0: I, I'm actually scared. And then Salah...
1: He's just... He's having a moment, He's not isn't with
0: he? it, yeah.
1: No. yeah. Uh, but I think the thing is, as long as our blip's happening or happened, let's hope at the start, then hopefully the consistency can come because Arsenal won't be around forever. Mm. I hope. <laughs> I know, I hope, but that's the
0: thing. I, I have a feeling that they
1: will. We'll come back to this. I just
0: do not
1: know. We'll come back to this at the end of the <laughs> season. <laughs> So well,
0: I don't want to say I was right, but also I just ooh. I don't know. I mean I had a gut feeling now it's just come back. Like I feel the same. Yeah. I worry every game. Like before I used to worry, but it was like just because it's a football match and it's football and it's the way it is. But I was like, I know we're gonna win. It's just yeah, think, how we're gonna win. I think we spoke about with with this, this, didn't we? It's like, yeah, y- we just how am I so
1: confident? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was just I more I just don't hoping.
0: understand it. Yeah. Yeah, but I get it at the time though before the match or before the uh, Man United game in work I was like so nervous but mm. right at the end of the day I said to my mate I was like 6-0 we're battering them <laughs> I'm like I just don't know what came over me in that moment and then before the game obviously I was like nah it's not happening
1: it just it felt weird I think yeah. when it kicked off I was thinking these want this yeah. it, this this isn't bode well because when they're behind them and once the players look like they actually care and believe yeah. they're a tough side and That's the reality, but it's just that they don't do it every week. So, Mm. you know, the knowledge graphs will be out soon.
0: We asked our guests to choose their ultimate fiver side team who they've seen live playing for Liverpool. Let's find out what they said. Oh, Salah's got to be in there. Yeah. Even though he's not with it at the moment, he's one of the best. He's Um, sorry. Yeah. I don't want to say his name, but Torres is in there. Definitely. He's got to be the little heartbreaker.
1: Exactly. Um, my childhood sweetheart yeah. until he's done
0: her. Even Gerrard, obviously, my idol. He's the reason I fell in love with football. Yeah. Um Who do I put in goals? That's the question.
1: Is this a debate?
0: Do you not think it is? I don't know. I'm a bit torn. I'd probably say Rainer, though. I really liked Rainer.
1: When he, had, yeah, when he had them a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. That's I what I mean, but
0: I'd have him then. Like, obviously... A little bit off after, but mm. I've got one more, haven't I? Um, yeah. Alonso. No it's got to be Gerard with Alonso. No, forget it. No Gerard defenders, can... just
1: going for it. Love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, just go for it. All out attack in there. Got Rainer on the back. It's fine. It, it's He can come out as well. go.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a sweepkeeper, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's good though that because <clears throat> a couple of people I ask uh, so far. Um, it's been quite different, and they've always put Virgil in there. I can, I get why. I
0: but... would put Virgil in, but lately I'm just in a mood with him. So I'm not even going to bother mentioning his name. He's letting mm. me down.
1: No. <laughs> I know. It's, as soon as he starts pressing them instead of running backwards, I'll be happy.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Let's go with that. Okay. Um, I will not keep you much longer. It's been great to have you on. It's been yeah, really good to get an understanding of the hair game, too, because mm-hmm. like I said, that was the biggest message from this that I wanted. So people understood. You know what it was about. I'd say more. How do I explain it? My perception of it, like I said, was just you know you want women involved with the game, you want girls involved with the game, but the bigger picture makes means more. So I think people need to understand that, and hopefully from this they do.
0: Yeah, it's it's all about educating people. Yeah. If you don't understand, if you don't know, like it's better to find out than to obviously say the wrong things and offend people. Definitely. No one should feel uncomfortable at the match, like no matter what. So.
1: Agreed. Massive message for this pod. No one should okay. feel uncomfortable.
0: Yeah.
1: Even if you've got it, um, a sign. <laughs> no, that's all good. Yeah,
0: they shouldn't be. They shouldn't feel uncomfortable, even if they've gone all out with a sign. They should okay. just be banned from the match altogether. This is
1: the highlight, and I'm going to put yeah. that on. <laughs> right. Thanks very much. Um, Hopefully, we'll catch you at the end of the season, and we'll be talking about the title parade. I hope so. All right. Catch you soon.